Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into anything, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. It's just a website where we have a couple of fun conversations between Nathan and myself, playing a couple of games, taking a couple of quizzes, just some extra content out there for you patrons supporting us out there. But if you choose not to support us, do not worry. It does not affect any regular content whatsoever. So go on over and check that out. But today we're talking about 1972's King Boxer or Five Fingers of Death, directed by Chang Hui Zhang. And this movie actually has... Um, a pretty high distinction. It is one of the first uh, movies in the U.S. to start like the big kung fu craze of mm-hmm. the '70s. This actually, this movie does predate Enter the Dragon. So wild, and in many ways, you could credit this movie for getting a movie like uh, Enter the Dragon off the ground and it becoming mm-hmm. so popular. Yeah, no, yeah. What I think they called it the um, chopsaki craze. I think that's the term that Americans threw on these type of movies. Um, you want to know something else? This might this might bring up your level of like for this movie. Uh, Tarantino listed it as one of the ten greatest films of all time. So obviously, it's one of the best. <laughs> you know what? I think it's entering my top ten right now. <laughs> it just slipped right in at number ten. Uh, but no, I, I think that's really cool. Um, and I, I guess this movie was like, I, I guess I didn't realize that Warner Brothers had brought it over here. And like, this one is like extremely popular. Like I knew music in this one. I had seen scenes from this one. I mean, speaking of Tarantino, Tarantino steals music from this one. I shouldn't say steals, uses music from this one. Um, so it is, it's interesting. Well, yeah. So the music he's referring to is that famous scene in Kill Bill whenever she sees mm-hmm. uh, the people that k- tried to kill her, and it does like the that that's in the opening credits to this movie. Yeah, yeah, it actually pops up a couple times at the end of the movie too, and I, I think that's interesting. Um, but now this movie is pretty cut and dry what you'd expect from a martial arts movie you know what Mm -hmm. it's another one i enjoyed i thought this one was a very enjoyable movie oh it's this one's the uh the other one had you know for me the other movie this week was it sold me on the relationships of two Mm -hmm. characters Uh, this one is just like completely crazy just always like there's like a fight all the time and yeah it just it, they are getting very very violent <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy how violent and bloody this one is and uh i mean it's neat i i really love these special effects and once again so the other one i guess is interesting picking both of these because the other one i was more the choreography was cool whenever it was about him mimicking something but I felt like the fights in this one were like really dynamic with how they used items or how they had jumped around things. And I, I thought that was really neat about it. So it wasn't just about this. It was about other stuff around them as well. Yeah, they uh, everybody's constantly using different items. Like there's like a, 
like they were like a jug of some sort or <laughs> yeah. just like their, their own different surroundings. But uh, the main plot line for this one is there's a, a man named Ji Hao and uh, he he's working under a master and the master's like, I'm too old. You need to go train with that other master now. And because he's going to be entered into a big Kung Fu tournament and some students there, they don't like that. He, he came. No, no. Um, well, also you forget that the old man's like, Oh, there's a big bully. And if the bully wins the tournament, then it's bad news for all of us. So please take him <laughs> on. Uh, Cause that's kind of, this movie's about facing bullies at the end of the day. Cause he gets to this school and they're, ju- they're just mean to him. They don't like him. You know, there's certain people that just don't like him. And he gets like, I guess, special treatment. It's very Mr. Miyagi-ish where the main guy like forces him to do menial tasks because it'll help improve him at the end of the day. Yeah, he's uh, forced to carry water and then Mm -hmm. people are just throwing like spears and other things at him like as he's trying to carry these giant pails. Yeah, uh, I love that, but you know it, it's you know it, it's cool, and like, but there's some things with the situations at the school that are just a little silly to me. Um, I think about so there's a thug in town, and he ends up going to a bar, and he starts like yelling at him, right? Like he starts like harassing him. Also, maybe our movie experiences are a little different. I did watch the English version. I did watch Five yeah. Fingers of Death, and you watched the How- Mandarin version. Yeah, so tell me how was the dub? Oh, it was bad, but you know, it was fine. The reason I watched is because I guess in America that version was really popular. So I was just like, okay, I want to experience that version, give it a shot. Um, and personally, I don't mind dubs that much. And it's crap, you know, what? the voices don't match, so it's fine. Nathan, I know subs over dub. Subs over dubs, but I don't mind the dub every once in a while, especially for something like this. But I mean, voices don't match. They're yelling crazy stuff at each other. But yeah, so this guy, he uh, he yells at him in the bar and he doesn't do anything. And this guy there's like, you didn't do anything? You didn't protect your honor? And then later he fights these people and then everybody's angry at him for fighting them. It's like you, you win, you, you lose either way. <laughs> I know. Well, they, well, because there's a rule in the dojo that they say it's like, oh, I, don't ever go and you know like cause any fights or don't you know don't start any fights type of thing and you know he he abides by it and like he said they all are just like you just stood there and took it like what's wrong with you and then and then he goes to the bar and he defends his honor and kicks the crap out of the guy and wins and mm-hmm. he's like and then yeah like you said that first everyone's kind of mad but then the master's like well you know what I'm going to teach you this secret technique called the iron palm. Not the iron palm. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how they said it? Yes, that is how looking out the window and then he tells his master, well, this is a whole different plot. We're getting towards like later in the movie, but there's a traitor at the Kung Fu school who is, uh, is upset that this guy gets to learn iron palm without him. Uh, Or he doesn't get to learn iron palm. Well, he's the guy is so delusional because <laughs> he uh, so he turns his back and he goes 
to uh, like he he's talking to the master and he's like he's a terrible student like why would you ever train him like it, mm-hmm. like i don't get it and then he goes to the uh to the bad guys to turn him you know to basically give out information and he's like did you know that he's learning the iron palm and they're like oh well he must be an exceptional student he's like no he slacks off some training all the time he's just getting special treatment <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you know, uh, in these in these thugs that he's going to, uh, they're Japanese, and I guess that's a big thing for this movie is uh, the Japanese people are not treated very well. They're treated as like the ultimate evil that they're just not good people. But I do love. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was like, well, there's a reason for that technically throughout the yes. history, but yes, yeah, though there's reasoning that they don't. But I really. Try- China, China very historically does not like Japan very much for after a lot of very bad things that Japan did during the, during World War Two. So yes, um, that's so a lot of times like though a bad guy will be in Japanese. Yeah, but I, I do love how they're introduced because they, you know they show a lot of footwear throughout the movie and then when the japanese people are introduced they're introduced by their feet and it's the classic uh, i forget what you call them but like the wooden shoes that they wear and right. so you know instantly like oh those are japanese people strolling and I, I just thought that was a neat little thing to introduce these characters those guys are great because the like all the bad guys are just like the most despicable people and they yeah. they act like they're so honorable uh, in the movie, like they, mm-hmm. they are there. There's multiple attempts where they try to uh, ambush Ji Hao, mm-hmm. and uh, at one point they do, and then they uh, they tie him to a tree, mm-hmm. and then they get a, they get like a big uh, stick, and they just like smacking his hands as hard as they can, and then they're just leaving his hands like a bloody mess. And they're like, now you can never do the iron palm again. <laughs> Yeah, they get him cornered. But you know what's so funny about that? After breaking his hands, he just works through the pain. He just like he gets through it. He's like, eh, well, I can handle this. So yeah. So one sequence I like after he breaks his hands and he starts realizing he'd do it. He just mm-hmm. he's like, uh, he tries and like chops a log, and he's just like, ah, like my hand. And then, and then he just like, it's not like later, like you know, he has to like do like a montage or whatever it's just like 10 seconds later he's just like stares at it and just like ah, and then he's like yeah there we go and then he breaks it <laughs> it's had to stare intently at it and that's, that's that's all you need um we're not talking about the love triangle here there's this because he's got it he's got a girl back home that loves him and uh-oh he has a musician in town that loves him as well so. well i was gonna ask you about that and i was gonna see did you think he was going to end up with the singer or do you think he was going to stay true to the, his girl back at home? I thought he was going to stay true to his girl. I don't know. It, classic movie stuff. So I was like, yeah, he's going to stay true. Well, yeah. Cause uh, he falls in love. It, like him and the girl are mm-hmm. an item before he goes off to the new school mm-hmm. and but she's kind of out of the picture. And, but when he's like the new guy in town, the singer falls in love with him, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what spurns off the other guy. Well, I guess it's a love square or whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Cause the guy that turns on the school, he was in love with the singer and because Mm -hmm. she picked him over 
him. He was too, he was, that's, I think that was kind of like the catalyst for him, like getting really mad at the guy. Yeah. But uh, even after uh, telling him about it, they, uh, there's a big tournament going on. And the guy that, uh, the backstabber, he gets beaten in the tournament by our main character. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the bad guys and <laughs> they're just like, all right, we're going to have a little sparring match of our own. <laughs> and it is so crazy. Like the, yeah. the, the moment that scene happens. Oh, I know. I love it. And they make, oh, I was not expecting them to make him a blind man for the rest of the movie. It came out of nowhere in my opinion, but it's kind of, it just shows the brutality of these people. Yeah. They, they, he gets knocked to the ground and the the main bad guy like d- jumps in the air and just brings both of his fingers down into the guy's eyes and <laughs> just like he's just holding his eyeballs and his hands like two ping pong balls yes yeah and you know what movie this is kind of like uh, um dumb and dumber dumb and dumber yes uh, or uh, yeah yeah uh-huh i was thinking the village um but that doesn't have an eye scene. I don't know, but but um, but no, I I thought that was really cool. I was watching it and literally in my head, I was like, oh, like Kill Bill, gotcha. This this is I'm connecting some pieces here. No wonder he loves <laughs> this movie. Um, his uh his girl from back home shows up, and you have to tell me if the dub or if the subtitles do this. So. He, she he's like where where's my where's where's my master and she, she's like oh he's away on training so like the bad guys actually travel to his old master's house mm-hmm. and brutally murder him <laughs> and, the and they and uh the the girl is like oh my dad and and uh mm-hmm. so she travels to the tournament and uh he had like just won and he's like, Oh man, I can't believe you're or, or maybe it was before the tournament, but yeah, I mean this like, scene he... happened before the tournament. Right. Okay. Then yeah, he so she was trying to, I guess, not get him the whole point of she was lying, it was just so that way it wouldn't affect his uh mentality but mentality yeah. before the tournament. So she was like, Oh, he's resting back at the end. I love uh I I love the actual tournament when we when we do get there it feels like an actual just like once again kind of reminds me of karate kid in a way where it's just like a regular old like kung fu fight you know it's not not too showy not too big no. i well, love my first. tournament i love my tournament arcs in my anime i love the tournament subplots in any anime so i was you all do? for okay. the tournament got you got you is that what Yu-Gi-Oh is all about is that all tournament anime <laughs> I mean, kind of, but uh, there are other, pretty much almost every <laughs> fighting anime of some sort has some type of tournament. <laughs> Got you. And you know what? All can be traced back here to, the, to King Boxer. The, that was the very first tournament in the movie. Oh, ever? Wow. That's awesome. There's a lot of firsts with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, on the way to the tournament, though, uh, they... Uh, he encounters one of the guys that he had fought in the bar mm-hmm. and the guy in the bars is like, Hey, I'm not teaming up with them anymore because those guys are not very honorable and I don't, I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. So uh, he fights like the main uh, Japanese guy in the forest. 
there's That's one right. part where he gets one guy gets hit so hard that he flies and knocks out of a chunk of a tree like this tree could practically <laughs> oh, that's right he like flies right through it yeah this tree could practically be tipped over by <laughs> just afterwards because there's nothing supporting it anymore yeah no I, I i really like that but is this also the same scene where a dude gets karate chopped just straight in the head and it's like split open well uh, there's there's multiple scenes of that whatever they do like that's just like the staple of this movie there's many scenes where like people get like this brain splitting chop to their foreheads Mm -hmm. i guess i i guess the common move in the time for for kung fu i don't know um once again this one we talked about dirty ho having a lot of blood in it but this is like over the top blood and i i love every moment of it i would even say it's still subdued probably compared to other movies like really well like compared to like lone wolf and cub (laughs) i guess you're right yeah uh lone wolf and cub is like that what the water jets of blood yeah like you just slice them open and it's just like the spraying water yeah which i guess is like the really fun type of blood but i don't know i think here it, it looks good yeah, I, but yeah, I guess I was saying it's not overdone. Is yeah, it, gotcha. it's a good it's a good amount. Um, you know, I can tell this is like one of the first movies of theirs to like cover kung fu, like compared to like later, because it, it feels kind of like a stepping stone, like building blocks. Like comparing Dirty Ho to this, like Dirty Ho is a lot more color, and the fights maybe I don't know. It's a little different. I feel like maybe this one is them kind of building up to different kinds of Kung Fu movies after this. Um, because this one seems, I guess, basic. Like, you know, it's a basic plot, pretty basic altogether, which isn't a bad thing. I think that's fine, but it, you know what I mean? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. It's, uh-huh. a, it's a great prototype for other movies to come. Mm-hmm. And uh it it's I, I like the stark contrast between them because it's like one's like kind of like an ultra serious one and one's like a little more lighthearted and mm-hmm. uh it's more about like the the people in it. Um this one it's just pretty much just like you killed my master, you killed my family, I'm going to kill you type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh which you know is always fun. His hands glow red at the end of the movie when he uses his iron palm move, which is fun. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. epic At, epic it seems like something out of an anime um but i i that's like the cover that i see everywhere is him with the glowing red hands holding holding them up i guess it's where five fingers of death come from um now i don't know if you had this in your but uh did it show like the actual american credits on yours or was it actually in mandarin for the opening at the opening uh, good question. I don't remember. I believe it was Mandarin at the beginning of the movie. Oh, on the Blu-ray, they had the uh, option where you could watch uh, the U.S. intro cr- opening credits, and it was like this real funky, like type of really? opening. Yeah, I don't remember. That. I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. That's pretty cool. So I, I'm really curious if there was any differences now, or because uh, mm-hmm. there's the. Did they show like the scene where they invaded the enemy dojo? Like all the guys were there. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, so okay. that was in all there. Right. 
Right. Um, so after the tournament's over, the uh, the main bad guy trainer he he stabs his current trainer and like <laughs> leaves him for dead. That's right. And, yeah. And uh, they go and they're in a dark room, and then all of a sudden, the guy that had his eyes ripped out rips out the guy who ripped out his eyes <laughs> well you gotta love it so this he's i think he's more powerful than our main dude because it's a blind man ripping out another man's eyes like that's kind of it's kind of nuts yeah I don't know. it's pretty cool actually i, I, I like, like that I, I was not expecting that at all and i was just because mm-hmm. i thought mainly what was going to happen was like the blind guy was going to come back and be like i'm sorry like do like the I'm so pathetic type of thing, you know, like, please defend our honor. Mm -hmm. No, he just comes back and like, no, I'm taking your (laughs) eyes since you took my eyes. No, I, I, I think that's really neat. Um, And, you know, we didn't talk about the, we didn't really talk about the character who is on the thug side and actually goes over to help our main character as well. I I really liked that character. There was something about him because he actually, he was like, Hey, these people I'm working with, they're bad and I don't want to help them anymore. So I'm going to, I'm going to help you out now. So I, I, I don't know. That was a cool character development thing in the movie. Yeah. That was the guy I mentioned that went through the tree. That's right. Yes, you didn't. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But we didn't, but we didn't I, go into his story. Well, no. Yeah. Cause I did like his intro a lot. Cause there's mm-hmm. just, they just had this random street, uh, scene where it's like, they had this Mongolian strong man just standing in the middle of the street. And they're just like, it's like whoever wins gets, uh, you know, a hundred gold coins or something, and mm-hmm. uh, he just shows up out of nowhere because the Mongolian guy like beats up one guy really easily, and then this guy just shows up and just beats the crap out of the Mongolian guy. Mm-hmm. But he's um, he's got a really he's got a really cool ish type of look. He's got he's got a giant receding hairline, but it's like split in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really he's got like. Hair such a big like head but it all comes down to the side i don't know he's got a like a really cool look to him yeah but then he loses his head unfortunately um so well before that though uh did did they explain why the evil master just like killed himself um no he just like he like he, he just commits uh what do they call it? harakiri <laughs> i don't know seppuku where or what? <laughs> yeah seppuku yeah i don't know but he just i didn't understand why he did that because it was just like oh my dojo lost honor or whatever so i'm gonna kill myself i know if it's yeah. dishonor i don't know but easy way for the script writers to get him out of the movie i, I guess because uh he kills the guy that ripped out his son's eyes or whatever and then mm-hmm then he kills the the female singer oh that's right yep yeah. he chops her brain right in half <laughs> that's so messed up man <laughs> she did nothing wrong she actually gave us a few that those parts aren't dubbed they she's actually singing in mandarin could you imagine if they dubbed the singing no. <laughs> they've <laughs> they've done life. that they've done that in some like anime where it's just mm-hmm. and i'm just like ooh that's rough <laughs> yeah i can only imagine uh but i i did like it so i did we're kind of jumping all over here at the ending but yeah yeah but when the the two when the blind man is fighting the evil master she's like kind of yelling instruction like go for his stomach go for his eye. you know mm-hmm. 
because he can't see, but uh, it takes out those two characters. And so the only person that's left is the uh, evil Japanese assassin. Mm-hmm. And he, unfortunately, like he said, he, he's got our balding friend's head. Mm-hmm. And that, that's our main event fight is the main character versus this guy. One part I liked a lot was uh, there's one where the main character is, there's so many cuts as the character is leaping. It looks like he's flying or almost, or he's just like, yeah, I, I noticed has, that too. Cause he hasn't touched the ground. It's just like, he just, he keeps jumping in the air, but you don't ever mm-hmm. see his feet touch the ground. So it's just like, it looks like he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that that's great. I, I think, if I think about this fight scene, I, I do think about how fast it is. I, I, I guess it went by really fast for me. Uh, like, it's like well, over. Like, I guess we talked well, about this last time. Well, yeah. So this is because uh, when the fight scene started there, I was looking at the runtime. I was like, this was probably not much left. And I, I was like, oh, there's only two minutes left. <laughs> OK, here we go. And mm-hmm. and that it pretty much like they get into like a big fight and he does hit his iron palm and hits the Japanese man so hard that he flies back and crashes through a, a brick wall. Yeah, a brick wall. It's so, I don't know. I love that. I just seeing that a guy get blown back through the brick wall. Was the brick wall in any shots earlier? It felt out of nowhere, this guy going through the brick wall. Well, he got hit through, he got hit through twice. That's right. So stupid. Like he gets back up and then he hits another iron palm and he flies back again and crashes through. I don't know. I feel like if I that iron palm looked like it would kill you in one hit, but well, this guy's pretty well, yeah. strong. Well, yeah, because there's a couple of guys he hit with the iron palm and it's like their face would become like a bloody mess. <laughs> yeah, but I guess this Japanese guy's made of sterner stuff. I don't know. I guess, but he probably all of his internal organs are just like jelly on the I inside. Can, I can only imagine. Um, but no, it, so I, I guess overall, like this movie is, I don't know, it, it's a fun, it's another fun kung fu movie. Maybe not on the silly side, but it's on the over the top side where it's more like fun because it's doing all these crazy things, has all these crazy plot points. I don't know. You know, well, yeah, you got to, I, because again, you got to kind of put it into context of the mm-hmm. time. So I was just, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, like, can you imagine, like, you're just back in the '70s? I mean, like, the extent of like fights scenes, or mm-hmm. just like a couple like punches, like in a saloon and a bar, maybe like in a in a western. Yeah, and and then you're just like, huh, what's this? And you just like go and watch them, just like like the most insane like yeah. fight scenes you've ever seen in your life. It would just, I would, I could easily see like how this could cause like a Kung Fu craze just, and how like it inspired all these other, like, you know, it inspired a, a whole generation of like rappers too. Yeah. And everything. So yeah. they, it could, I could easily see why you just, you would watch this movie as a kid. You'd be like, oh my god, that's the most mind blowing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because it's so different. I always think about that, like that time in cinema, like uh, late sixties, whenever, like I don't know, it was more underground where these violent movies were happening, and then the seventies hit, and I feel like a lot changed. And like movies like this, we were getting movies from other countries, and we were kind of seeing how crazy they were, hyper violent. You know, it must have been a shock. No wonder there was like a whole exploitation craze, like that whole decade, because it's like 
we got to get more of this. We got to see like yeah. how crazy these movies can get. Yeah, like violence started becoming mainstream. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, so I and then you know Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert took it back on on Siskel and Ebert. They said violence is awful, and then they wrote down all of the addresses to all of the Shaw brothers' <laughs> work. <laughs> Please send all your hate mail and go to fly to China and tell them how much you hate this movie. Yeah, but no, I Gene Siskel surprisingly actually likes this movie. Uh, he he gave it a two out of four, which is higher than what I would expect from him. <laughs> Did uh did Roger Ebert rate it? I could not find a Roger Ebert review of this one, so unfortunately, <laughs> probably passed. Probably knowing knowing Roger, he's so stupid. I hate Roger. I'm more of a Gene Siskel guy. I always thought you were an Ebert guy. What? How could you say? It? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I do think there's an episode out there where they end up talking about it later. I just found out about it, so I will watch it and I will I will see for myself what's going on there. Um, but no, I mean this movie is definitely like he's like we keep talking about. It's iconic, one of the first of its kind. It's definitely like a good kickstart to a, like uh, a whole genre. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy I saw this. I think it's a neat movie. I recommend it. Definitely check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. It is definitely worth watching. I mean, it's, I mean, if you're a martial arts freak, you've probably already seen this. And if you're somebody that's not so well versed in martial arts, I would definitely say check it out. Mm -hmm. It's a good starting point for that type of stuff, I think. Um, But anyway, that will be it for Kung Fu Week. So, Nathan, what are we going to be talking about next time? Oh, wow. Can you believe it? We're already back at it again. It's time for another Bonzilla Week. We are talking about You Only Live Twice. We're back to the normal Eon Bond films, Sean Connery. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yes. I'm like, okay, can we please get a real Bond movie? Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that. Unfortunately, that is not streaming anywhere. So you will have to rent it or you can join us and you can get the lowdown from us. Sounds good. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for uh sticking with us this far and uh please send us an email over at drive in double feature podcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts opinions please follow us on twitter at didf pond and then once again check out the patreon at patreon.com slash drive in double feature podcast but until next time until next time <laughs>